Welcome back to But I'm Still a Good Person by Vince Nicholas. I'm Vince Nicholas. I'm joined by my sparkling wifey, Carolyn Nicholas. Good evening. Hello, honey. And thank you for joining me at the dining room table. Uh, this is our Sunday fireside chat or this week in Nicholas's. And if you put an ES at the end of my last name to, indic- to indicate plurality on a Christmas card, I will throw your Christmas card right into the fire. Like uh, how <laughs> that, that's how we throw our uh, champagne wine, our champagne glasses right into the fire. Because we're rich and fancy. Um, I had this week off uh, from work. And uh, sorry, Mom, I didn't come visit you. But I found out late um, Friday. And uh, I at that point, I just wanted to relax and hang out with my family, which I did. Uh, and so you're working from home, honey. You've been working at home for a month. A year. A <laughs> About 14, almost yeah. 15 months. Over a year. Uh, and so uh, the kids were in distance learning, but now they're in sort of a hybrid. In four days a week, they're in person, aka yes. school, <laughs> aka how it's supposed to be. Um, and then they do some distance learning. Wednesday is a yeah. distance learning day. Yes. Uh, but, and their, their in-person learning, AKA again, school, um, is only two to three hours, uh, long. Three hours. Yeah. Right. And we have, uh, darling Luna Marie, who's 12, darling, uh, Lennox Albert, uh, son who is, uh, nine and, uh, their, their schedules are staggered, but it turns out that, uh, uh, you have to drop Lennox off in the morning. And then you go back to drop Luna off 11-ish. Yep. So you drop Lennox off at 8-ish, drop Luna off at 11-ish, 11.30, grab Len at 11.40-ish, yep. walk him back uh, to our home, and then you head back to grab Luna Marie at 2.30-ish. Yes. Uh, and that sounds like <laughs> just <laughs> a pain in the arse, honey, to be frank. Luckily, we're so close to the school. It's not oh, yeah. too bad. Yeah. We're, we're, it's literally like a block away. Uh, a couple minutes walk uh, once you uh, get to the edge of our uh, little condo complex here. Um, so, but I, so this is my first uh, week off in a while since they started uh, in, in-person learning and I got to be a part of it. And uh, you're, you're in the thick of it, honey. You're, you're walking them to school. You pay attention to their homework. Uh, you, you know, uh, the teachers, uh, you're, you're in the trenches. I'm not, this is my first week. Um, and I just thought being part of the process, well, it was cool and gratifying and different and just something fun it was a lot of fun to have you join yeah. us and then i got to show you oh, this is where we do this and this is how it is and right we got to see how it all yeah. goes down yeah i got to i got to take it in observe uh and the the dropping lennox off and the no the dropping of luna off and then the picking up of lennox first of all it's they're on opposite sides of the school yeah we don't know if this is a covid thing it is it is a covid thing <laughs> yes. so you have you have to and it's not a small school <laughs> it's quite uh <laughs> it's quite the uh, jaunt mm-hmm. from one end uh where you drop darling daughter off and then you gotta hike it over <laughs> uh, to the other side of the school where you pick up uh darling son um and so uh i so uh you were picking up your Jim Boy's tacos sauce. Oh right! This was Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, because Wednesday they're they're. No, it was uh, Friday. It was Friday. Okay, it was Friday. It was yeah. Friday. And so I got to do this uh, dropping off of darling daughter and picking up of Lennox Albert all by yourself. All by myself, honey. and I practiced all week because I went <laughs> with you every every time, and yeah. you were like, "This is how it is," and uh, and so the the whole thing uh, fascinated me. Uh, okay, so how it works about eleven ten, we take off from here. 
uh, with Darling Daughter. Lennox is already there. You drop him off via car at uh, 8, 10, 8, 15-ish. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you walk back over. Um, yeah, the midday process where I'm dropping off one and picking up the other, uh, I walk. Yeah. Just... To get some exercise, to get the kids some exercise. And I would think it's just a lot more difficult. Like, you got to drive over here to park. Well, uh, okay, my first observation is that there's too many people sitting in their cars. The the queue of cars waiting to pick up their kids goes, it's about two miles long. Yeah, (laughs) there's a bunch of cars sitting there in the parking lot. And then it snakes out to a a residential street. And and it goes on and on uh, around the corner. And uh, these people, like, and there's parking on the street. There's parking on the other side of the street. Who wants to idle in their car for a half hour? Right. Who does that? It's terrible for the environment. <laughs> it what about is. climate change, people? It's terrible people? for the environment. You're wasting gas. Yeah, and you don't pick up the child any quicker. And I would I would say it's much slower because if you're uh, 20 cars back and uh, you got away from 19 cars and then I guess you pull up and maybe hopefully it's your kid so is looking for you. It's so much slower. Every, pain in the butt. Yeah. By the time I walk, I'm standing right there. Me and Lennox are gone by the time I feel like any cars have even moved. Yeah. Maybe a couple of cars have moved. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's it's so stupid. Get out of your cars, people. <laughs> yes. Hug your, hug your child. <laughs> uh, love your family. Uh, get out of your car. Uh, maybe go for a walk. Uh, uh, burn some calories. Uh, well, this brings me to the next my next observation. The other dads. Oh, there's, listen. I, I, I'm no... Uh, I'm no uh, Liam Neeson, honey. <laughs> Liam Neeson, Liam 30. Hemsworth. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Well, Liam Neeson, thirty years ago, okay, honey. He's a, a special man with a certain set of skills. Um, but the dads here, and I realize uh, probably a good amount of them are working from home, but they they look like they came from. Uh, they were playing hacky sack at the tattoo parlor, <laughs> and then uh, there's another set of them that look like they came from uh, the skate park. And they're wearing a Stussy and Billabong and uh, and Hollister and Tap Out T-shirts and uh, uh, sandals with no socks. <laughs> they're they're not even trying. And uh, a little less at the donut shop at City Donut, uh, our West Sacramento uh, beloved donut institution, and a little more time at the Planet Fitness, which is down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the dads, uh, a lot of them were a mess. And I re- again, I realize we're working from home, but put in some effort. Like I I put on pants one time <laughs> and they were sweatpants but i was like well i don't want to embarrass luna marie so i put on some uh, some decent looking sweatpants and i tried to keep it together you did put gel in your hair every day yeah exactly <laughs> it's because i'm trying and i care about darling daughter and i don't want to reflect poorly on her listen uh, as a kid <laughs> you want your parent to uh be as low-key and yes. normal and uh, well just out of the way as possible and, and that's what I want to do I didn't want to embarrass a uh, darling daughter Lennox Albert he don't give a crap <laughs> that boy <laughs> he's had uh, his current hairstyle uh, the left side of his uh, hairy styles do is uh, sticking out a perpendicular angle yeah. from from uh, his head and then the right back of his uh, hairstyle also sticking out uh, at a forty-five degree angle, he, he's his hair defies uh, it defies physics. Yeah, bed hair don't care, and he doesn't care. And when you try to uh, suggest some hair gel or or just a, a comb, he gets upset. Why do I need to look good? 
He's an angry little man. Wire looks important. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I'm, well, I'm I I haven't met every dad at uh, this the school that our darling children go to, but right. I'm I'm in the top three. I'd say. Oh, uh, for sure. Best looking, uh, which is which is a relief. Uh, next thing, next observation. So, our kids, uh, Lennox Aubrey gets lunch. Every day. And Luna sometimes gets a lunch. Yeah. She stopped. They they offer it to her. Yeah. So it's they, a free lunch. Every kid right. gets a lunch. Which is odd because they go to school for two and a half hours and then Lennox leaving they give they give him a lunch and they yeah. give every kid a lunch as, as if he's not going to come home and have a bunch of nutty buddies at, at his leisure and Pringles and we got snacks galore but them giving them after two, two and a half hours of uh, instruction then giving him a, a a lunch is 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 very odd. Like are, are these parents are these parents too busy uh, uh, playing hockey sack in front of the tattoo parlor to feed their uh, wild chows? Yeah, I get it. yeah, they are. Uh, the salads that have been coming oh, with his lunches, uh, they're just they're pathetic. They're pathetic, and you know what? I always eat them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like I eat them every time. <laughs> super cheap iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Uh, One couple, cherry tomato. <laughs> a couple uh, carrot strands in there, and I, uh, one day it came in a plastic sandwich baggie. Oh yeah. Very odd. And it was very oh, it was especially tiny that day. It was oh. pitiful. Usually it comes in a wee styrofoam cup with a little right. lid. Right. And uh, the other day, the lid came off, so the vinaigrette yeah. got all over the other food and yeah. coated the apple. Yeah. Well, so Lennox usually eats his apple uh, on the yes. way home. Uh, and this this day that I I did the whole uh, drop off Luna, pick up Lennox thing, uh, he wanted to eat his apples. Okay, grab his apple. He, uh, he, he takes a bite. Ew, this is gross. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? It's, uh, and he's like, something's on it. And... You, it looks like an apple. I don't know. Sure. You, you, what are you talking about? Because he's very picky. Yeah. And so I was like, what What are you talking about, Lynn? It's just an apple. So I'm like, well, if you're not going to eat it. And he uh, he had a couple of teeth marks in there. He didn't actually <laughs> take a bite. Uh, I'm going to eat it. So I, I dig in. I grab a, a, a nice large bite of his apple. And I was like, this is salty. <laughs> And it ter- so it turns out that the 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 salad, this tiny tiny salad, which is probably drenched in oh, yeah. super unhealthy uh, uh, oil based uh, canola oil based dressing. I, I'm assuming it's a Italian dressing. Um, mm-hmm. It spilled out from this uh, tiny styrofoam container onto the other food. So here I am eating this apple with Italian dressing, <laughs> low quality Italian dressing on it. And they don't, do they not care? Have they not worked at the Applebee's where you pack up the to-go? And and your your thing is uh, ca- uh, the Walmart cashiers who don't pack oh, yeah. our groceries correctly. So w- what's going on there? Lack uh, of effort. Lack of Very caring. cheap containers. Yeah. Obviously the lids malfunctioning, not fitting properly, coming off too easily. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing is just very cheap. Yeah. Well, again, we're all getting it for free, so I'm sure it's like the lowest cost that yeah. they're able to pull together. There's nothing free in life, honey. Well, what what are some of the um, it's, it's some of the uh, main dishes or <laughs> okay. entrees? It's like a combination uh, empanada, peanut butter sandwich, or whatever. There's only like two that Lennox will actually eat. So mm-hmm. some days all he eats are the carrots and the apple. Okay. Um, and then the main entree, he's like, "That's for you, mom." And some days, some days I'll eat it for my lunch, and then oh, other days I don't. So some days he gets a corn dog, mm-hmm. 
a grilled cheese sandwich. What? Where? Are are they, are they hot? Are they heated? No, oh. they're not frozen. They're not hot. They're like cool. So they're like microwaved been... probably at nine a.m., ten a.m., and then I don't know. <sighs> or are they just defrosted? Oh. So I always <laughs> you, you, I hate... <laughs> so they freeze the grilled cheese sandwiches the night before. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, but it's it's not hot. It's not fresh from uh, the the fry pan. It's... Oh the no 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 pan. no. Yeah. Um, it's all like wrapped and prepackaged. Like, yeah. uh, there's a chicken sandwich that he gets sometimes. What's the one that's like part empanada, part chimichanga, oh, whatever? It's, um, it says empanada. No, it says chiminata okay or something it's like a hybrid taco nada one day right Uh, how are they gross (laughs) i i tasted the taco nada yeah it was bad yeah and then nobody ate the chiminata yeah um today he got a tamale really was it like uh the the kind that you buy from uh the lovely hispanic lady in the parking lot at the nugget market (laughs) it looks homemade and home wrapped okay so that's a mystery did you try it no it's in our fridge okay i might eat it for lunch tomorrow okay yeah (laughs) well these uh odd (laughs) uh food uh what do they call them uh combinations collaborations uh explosions um Italian dressing all over the fruit, and uh, just you. If you look at the salad, you 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 don't want to live anymore. You're it, just like it's what? a sad little salad. It's, it's, I I think I feel bad wasting it though. I for some reason some things I'm like I am not eating that, yeah. but I usually do eat his little salad. I would put that salad is is uh, the the same thing as. Uh, the fruit bowl at a breakfast diner. <laughs> yep. It's just, it's sad. It's pathetic. It, it's borderline childhood neglect. Can someone call uh, Child Protective Services on on the school? Uh, the, yeah, these lunches are, are are just lame. And one day we did get, um, every day he gets a little carton of milk, but one day no milk, but instead it was a little juice box. Mm-hmm. And it had expired three months prior. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now every day he's like, is that expired? Check the date. He's so worried about everything. Oh, my goodness. Is, uh, well, I blame uh, Gavin Newsom and COVID. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the, the drop-off Luna and pick-up Lennox, uh, which happens. We leave here at 1110, drop-off Luna 1120-ish. Her school starts 1130? Uh, 35. 35. And then Lennox Albert... Uh, Gets out at 1140, so... 1140, okay. Yep. Uh, and then when you got to hike it all the way to the other side of the school... Uh, so walking Luna to school. Now uh, we walk together, and we're a happy family. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> so cute. Sesame Street. Won't you get how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> it's just like that. We all hold hands, and we're headed to a picnic. Uh, but then, about 150 feet from the entrance, the, like where all the kids go in the little uh, where the gate has a little yeah. uh, opening. Uh, that's that's when uh, <laughs> that's when she begins to uh, uh, yeah. pull apart, pull ahead <laughs> like a, a Fast and the Furious uh, car. All, all of a sudden, she starts walking super quickly, and I can't right. keep up. And so I have to call her back to give me my goodbye hug. Yes, but she doesn't want me to go all the way to the gate with her. Right? Have you, have you not? Have you gone all the way to the gate or no? I've yeah, the first day or two that we ever went, okay. I did go like right up there. Okay, but it's fine. Um, 
It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, I swear. My baby. I do have, as you said, a long track background to get to Lennox. So it's okay. I give her a hug. I make sure I watch her go up there. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and start the long journey. Have you like literally talked about it? She was like, okay, mom, stop. I'm going to go now. Or she just... She just makes it known that uh, she just makes it known. I'm on my own. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. I'm a gr- I'm a I'm a young girl making her way in the world, and uh, and uh, well, that one time you were wearing booty shorts, honey, and you didn't <laughs> shave your uh, legs. Uh, uh, no, that was that was the the other part. That was a uh, uh, Lennox. That was Lennox. <laughs> that was I'm embarrassed. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, and me with this, it was uh, similar. Oh, and you said in the in the beginning she would uh, kind of go into the entrance and about walk about ten feet and kind of just stand there. Just, she's a new person, yeah. new school. Her first couple of days when she hadn't made friends yet. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, and, and then and now you now you wait and you walk her walk and walk watch her walk into the classroom. No, no, I just watch. I just make sure she gets through the. I make sure she gets through the COVID test uh. and doesn't get rejected. Is that, do they take temperatures? Is yeah, that, they take oh. temperatures and they ask a huge list of questions if you, they have any of these symptoms. Oh. And then she gets a little paper hand, just okay. like Lennox does. Oh, okay. Um, so I know they did. I make sure she gets past the checkpoint and okay. I just watch her walk like a few feet into the gate. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I got to make it over to the yeah. other side of the school to get uh, darling son Lennox Albert. Uh, with me, it was, uh, it was very similar. Um, we walked and... Cause I I was I was hoping to hold her hand. The entire way up up into the classroom. Yeah. And and deposit her at her desk. Does she have a desk? Do kids have desks yes. these days? <laughs> uh, let her go at her desk and just. Uh, <laughs> this is how I envision me, at her wedding, giving her away to a cute eighth grade boy. <laughs> Not you. You're ugly. The other cute eighth grade boy, the taller one. Uh, and, uh, see, I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna break down, honey. Sadly for you, fortunately for her, mm-hmm. parents are not even allowed on campus right now because right. of COVID. So she dodged that bullet, but maybe Lame. next year you can take her into her classroom. Well, see, I would, I would have gotten choked up, but then I would have turned it into Steve Buscemi and 30 Rock. <laughs> like, hello, you fellow kids. How are you doing? Who here vapes? Uh, do any of your dads lift? The kids would have loved you, honey. Any of your guys' parents want to get drunk with my wife <laughs> wife and I? <laughs> LOL dolls, am I right? <laughs> After school, who wants to go to the park and vape? <laughs> okay, I already said that one. Uh, it, but it was, it was uh, as you indicated. But we, I did get some uh, some hot goss, honey, oh. from Luna Marie uh, on our uh, walk there. She told me about the 5G origin story. Now, for people who don't know, uh, her set or crew or squad at her former school they were called the five g's and uh and she told me how it all came to be and 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 canon and and the backstory <laughs> and the origin story and and uh what what isn't uh real and all, she put to rest all the rumors but and I, I i found out later that you were actually there i was there it was on a field trip and they were being silly just, they were being silly girls oh yeah silly and girls they, they were, were like we're a crew we're a set we're the five g's and each one had a g there were five girls and each and then uh each each one each had a g which stood for something right. and hers was g for glamorous <laughs> yeah 
I forgot that. Yeah. And, and I was going to mention, oh, from the Fergie song. But I'm still like reeling from when she didn't know who Tom Cruise was. She does not know who Fergie is. She <laughs> definitely doesn't know that Fergie song. Are you You think so? I'm sure. Luna. Yeah? Do you know the Fergie glamorous song? Do you know who Fergie is? Fergie? The, the singer? No. I just know her because of the national anthem. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever watched Kids Incorporated? She knows Fergie from that horrible rendition of the national anthem. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know, well, I don't know what else Fergie's from. Mm. Don't uh, you don't need to, honey. It's okay. She uh, married Josh Duhamel. <laughs> and they had a son named Jax. J A X. Something like that, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, uh, our walk there, I found out that, uh, and it was a little windy and she was like, Oh, maybe I, I need, I should have brought a jacket and I was wearing a hoodie, but I was wearing a wife beater underneath. But I said, you know what, Luna, if you want my hoodie, I will walk around in my wife beater at, at uh, in, uh, on the, on the streets of, uh, the mean streets of West Sacramento for you, for you, darling daughter. Uh, she didn't need my hoodie. Uh, and then the other thing that happened was you gave her a mask. Yes. Uh, and it turns out it was too big of a mask. Yes. So I had to give her the mask mm. that I was wearing. Uh, uh, and so that was your parenting fail of the week, yeah. honey. Big fail. It's just, let's, let's try not to let it happen again, darling. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, so I gave her my uh, Dollar Tree mask and I said, <laughs> you're good enough for a dollar, baby girl. Uh, and then although see and back to being embarrassed like I was wearing shorts when we walked by ourselves together and I, I had ashy legs oh and so the whole time I'm like I wish I put lotion on my ashy legs and that was your parenting fellow of the week yes yes I'm sorry there's many there's too many to uh to get into right now uh but it went off without a hitch I watched her uh I, I didn't know all the testing was going on but she walked in and then I go out to get uh, the Lenoch, as we love to call him. Um, now, dropping him off in the morning, he uh, you you drive him there. I drive him there because it's much quicker. Yeah, and I need to get back home right quickly. So, um, yes, I drop him. It's about the, a similar yeah. amount of, of distance from the. It's about 150 feet. Lunar when her lunar parts, she leaves your womb. <laughs> Lennox very similar. He hops out of the car. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually go up into the parking lot of the right. school. I just pull and over thank on goodness. the. I just, I just I just pull over on the street. Yeah, and he walks like about a hundred feet, and then he's there in the parking lot. Yeah, and you said because I remember at his old school, like he would run. Yeah, because he was so excited, and well, he he'd been there his whole life, and he had tons of friends. Uh, so he would run out and he would put his hands back. What is that? A Naruto? A Naruto thing? run. <laughs> uh, but you say uh, you said sometimes he runs here, but sometimes he walks. Yeah, or I'll see him. He'll run for like twenty feet and then he stops. Mm. I don't know if he gets tired or I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, breaking news is uh, that uh, his class is having a popcorn and pudding party uh, for the end of the year, <laughs> which is happening in two weeks. Uh huh. And uh, he said he's had those before. And he said the pudding is like a pudding cup, which we have in the refrigerator. Right. It costs about six cents each. <laughs> and then I wonder if the popcorn, is it, is it like popped white cheddar popcorn? Like if, if they wheeled in uh, the popcorn machine with the, the mm. where you pour in the kernels and it starts, like they That'd have at the movies. That would be festive and fun. And butter everywhere. We used to have those uh, when I worked at the video store. Oh, I, gained, hi- I highly doubt that's what they're doing. Gained so much weight. <laughs> 
Well, you're supposed to put in uh, one thing of butter and uh, whatever it was, a tablespoon of salt. But of course, we're, we, uh, well, I was young and I was fat and I wanted to eat. So we would put in like four sticks of butter oh my gosh. and four tablespoons <sighs> of salt. And sometimes it would just be so, uh, it'd be so salty. It would <laughs> dehydrate you instantly upon eating the kernel. But uh, it was to fresh popcorn. Mm. There's nothing better. Uh, and then uh, on Friday, he told me, so you, you pick him up and you know how this is, honey. And I'm sure every parent knows how this is. Uh, how was your day? It was fine. But you got to You got to dig. <laughs> right. You got to be like Leslie Stahl. You got to you got to poke and prod and kind of butter him up a little. And, and you got to you got to. You gotta get in there. You gotta like, dig deep. You, you gotta get in there like uh, Oprah Winfrey with uh, <laughs> Meghan Markle. Uh, so she said it was fine. And I was like, and then I, I brought up. I said, well, did anything uh, different or unique or fun or interesting happen today? And so what he brought up was that uh, he wants to get. And this was Friday, and you have an update in a second, honey. But uh, on Friday he wanted Joseph's phone number. Now, kids are allowed to bring their phones to school. Obviously, they can't use them in class, but kids are allowed to bring their phone to school. Uh, and I guess they mess with them during their break or whatever. Um, but Lennox doesn't. Luna does sometimes. Once in a while she'll bring hers. He doesn't bring his. Why Why wouldn't you bring yours? Why? If but, I was a kid, I would always bring my phone, <laughs> to be frank. Uh, I don't know. We brought our pagers, okay, <laughs> in Rancho Bernardo High School in 1995, yo. I'm sure they will as they get a little bit older. But I think at this age, they're not... Caring as much about having it on them at all times. Hmm. So, in order to get Joseph's phone number, and I talked this out with him, he needed to obviously talk to Joseph at school, write it down on a piece of paper, bring that piece of paper to our home, and then transfer that number into his phone and add a contact. (laughs) And I was like, well, this is going to be quite the process. But honey, you have a breaking news update (laughs) live from the scene. Today, Lennox, I picked him up from school, and he had in his hand Joseph's phone number written down on a piece of paper. It's very um, uh, analogous. (laughs) Non-digital. Analog is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Analog, yeah. So writing it down on a piece of paper. And it it was on the the little hand, It was on the little paper hand that they get in the morning when they pass the COVID screening to get onto the campus. That they throw away three (laughs) seconds later. Uh, So he wrote down Joseph's number. He came home, uh, put in Joseph's number into his uh, telephone, and then he texted Joseph and... He said, hi, is this Joseph? Oh, this is good stuff. And then Uh we, we got a response. Yes. Is this Lennox? And then the that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I would have started with you up, but that's just me. Uh, but we found out it's his mom's phone. Oh, yeah. Which, worst, uh. worst mom ever. Worst parents ever. Uh, so, if anyone's concerned, Lennox has Joseph's phone number. Okay. The second thing I want to bring up, and this is uh, the featured item on our rundown today, honey. Uh, so... <laughs> so the, Kids say the Pledge of Allegiance in class. Yeah. I said it. You said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still say it. Um, so, and we'll call this uh, gentleman uh, in question, uh, Billy. So, uh, Lennox goes, oh, I want to get Joseph's phone number. And we kind of talked about, oh, you got to write it down. And, and, uh, and then, uh, and, he, and he said, oh, and Billy was being annoying today. <laughs> and I said, okay. 
and I, yeah, much like Oprah with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, I dug. You, you got to go beneath. You got to go beyond the surface, honey. You got to spelunk. You got to put on that uh, helmet with the with the flashlight on it, and you got to go caving. You got to go oh, deep. Yeah. And I said, "Well, what was Billy doing specifically? That was annoying." And Lennox uh, responded, uh, "Well, he was getting in arguments with people, like all all day, and in recess and in class." I was like, "Okay." And so back and forth, more spelunking, more digging, more uh, more Walter Cronkite investigative <laughs> journalism is what I was going for, honey. Uh, so he says he, he didn't say the pledge that day. Lennox did not. Lennox did not say the pledge that day. And Billy was upset at Lennox not saying the pledge that day. And I... And I guess they had a debate or a vociferous back and forth. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, Billy concluded, he dropped the bomb when he said, well, if you don't say the pledge, you shouldn't be in this country. Wow. Wow. Shots fired. (laughs) So, so, okay, there's many things going on here. One, why does Billy care? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Narc snitches get stitches. Um, to what's up with Billy? Well, why why does he care? And what's going? Is his dad uh, uh, like a patriotic, uh, crazy person? Is That's he wearing a-, a red MAGA hat? Is he in QAnon? Is he is he? Uh, what's going on I, there? I guessed that the parents must be super. They must have like drilled this into him that this is so important, and you never. You always say the Pledge of Allegiance. You always put your hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. So he's probably been taught that it's very serious. Hmm. And if you don't do it, it's bad. Yeah. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's probably, they probably watch a lot of Fox News. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I wonder what's going on with Billy. I wonder going, what's going on with Billy's parents. And I, I don't remember no one not saying the pledge, but I didn't, what the, I wasn't looking around like, whoa, is uh, Stephen over there saying the pledge? Or I'm, I'm going to tell my daddy, like, whoa. so we, so we start talking with Lennox and I'm like, well, are you, and this was Friday, are you going to say the pledge, are you going to say the pledge on Monday? He's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you just say the pledge on Monday? And he said, I don't want to. And I said, Lennox, I don't want to go to work on Monday, but I'm going to. He also said, he said, I don't want to, and I don't have to. Right. And so we kind of go back and forth. And what's what's your opinion, honey? Should Lennox say the pledge? I don't care. I don't I, think it's a big deal. I don't think I don't think it's a big deal, but I think he should say it. But then I'm like, well, why? <laughs> to to the bigger issue, why do we say it? And what are we pledging to? And the uh, flag. A flag. More an idea, but in in the day to day, in the reality the the government doesn't mean a lot or i guess, i guess and how does it its role in our life and th- these are too many issues for a a, a third grader to uh, be dealing with he's third grade right yep okay <laughs> um, um so after a couple minutes i was like you know what you don't have to say the pledge <laughs> whatever uh it's, it's to me it's it's not not worth fighting or worrying about yeah you know you, you kind of Pick your battles when it comes to parenting and your children. And is this worth trying to change or fight or should I just let it go? And I don't care. Yeah. He, you know, he's very 
He's very like stubborn and he's very opinionated. <laughs> very opinionated. Does what he wants, and if mm-hmm. he and he's very he thinks things through, and he always questions the reason behind why do we have to do this? Why oh, yeah. do we have to do that? Why? He's very curious. That's his favorite word is why. And if he doesn't want to do it, if he doesn't want to do anything, he won't do it mm-hmm. unless forced. Mm-hmm. So I just figure this it's not a big deal. He mm-hmm. said he does stand up and put his hand over his heart. Okay. He just doesn't feel like talking or saying the words. Hmm. And okay. Fine. Okay, so he's, in the future, he's going to be an Antifa, is that what you're saying, honey? So basically, uh, darling son Lennox Albert is a Democrat, is what you're saying? Liberal! No, he self-identified today as an anarchist. Oh, well, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Billy. See what Billy has to say about that. But, uh, yeah, but I, I think he should say it. I don't know why. I don't know why we say it. I don't know why we sing the national anthem. Uh, and I'm not going to go all calling Kaepernick. But it's, it's. I'm not going to, and I don't want to say it's dumb, but it's just like, what's the point? Um, I mean, we, I, I love this country and blah, blah, blah. And it's given us all these uh, riches and spoils. And we really do have a, a nice life. And it's a land of opportunity, freedom, and uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, I I think saying the pledge every day is, is odd. How about say it once, once, what about once a week? Sure. Once a month. That's a once, good idea. Once a year. How about just pass out a card, like, do you believe in the United States? And you just check yes. And uh, for those, Lennox would probably check no, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was it was quite the thing. And then... So that was Friday, and then today he didn't say it. Yeah. And once again, Billy... <laughs> once again, Billy said, you haven't said it like 40 times. <laughs> right. And then I said, I didn't say it twice. Twice. <laughs> Friday and Monday. Uh, and so, uh, well, well, Billy Billy needs to go, because Joseph's in town. Uh-huh. We got a new bro in town. Uh, bo- uh, Billy, bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> to the left, to the left, Billy. <laughs> Joseph is on his mom's phone, and they're probably texting uh, wacky emojis all on uh, on, uh, on uh, their telephones all night. And uh, well, we take their we take Lennox's we phone take and switch away. At night. night, we we uh, repossess it, we confiscate it. Yep, because he has not been trustworthy yeah. in the past. He'll stay up all night playing games and stuff. So we yeah. got to take it away. Yeah. So. Um, I, I want. I hope he goes back to saying the pledge. He probably will. What What if he mouths it? What if he lip syncs it? Like lip sync battle with the uh, on NBC with Jimmy Fallon and we'll, The Rock. We'll suggest that to him. Uh, I well, I just, I don't. You, you know what? Okay, say it. Don't say it. But why risk the ire of Billy? And if Billy told a teacher. And then uh, the school got involved, and then KCRA uh, is, is uh, reporting on uh, this uh, Al Qaeda in training Lennox Albert uh, embedded uh, ISIS member Lennox. Then I don't want to turn into a whole thing. Uh, no, I don't think I. Billy will tell <clears throat> his uh, his uh, right wing dad, and his dad will go to uh, some uh, Breitbart or. Uh, or who who's the guy who talks really fast? Ben Ben Shapiro. He'll go to Ben Shapiro. Oh gosh! It'll be a whole uh, it'll be a whole deal. So I just think, just say it, dude. <laughs> just conform, Len. Right, but that boy will not conform. Yeah, he's uh, what's whatever the opposite. That's how he lives his life. Yeah, 
He's he, a rebel. He, he marches to the beat of his own drum. He's a loner, Dottie. A rebel. All right. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, if <laughs> if, uh, if KCRA shows up, if, uh, if uh, Good Day Sacramento shows up about a... <laughs> Uh, uh, embedded ISIS member Lennox Albert, um, anti-American, oh, uh, uh, Antifa member. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about: uh, we reviewed Club Vezet in an exhaustive uh, podcast. We <laughs> <laughs> went way too long, but we didn't quote unquote technically review the small fried ravioli appetizer, oh. which costs eight ninety five. Uh, now it came out quickly. Uh, it had uh, the dipping sauce, which we talked about, uh, the red, which is marinara, and then the yellow, which was hot mustard, which nearly melted my face off, and <laughs> I almost died. Uh, but uh, how, what, what did you think about that uh, appetizer, honey, the fried ravioli? It was bad. It was bad. It was not good. And uh, I, I I took a half a bite to, because with ravioli, you want to see what's going on in the inside. Yes. And it was a, a strange... Uh, <laughs> Strange uh, uh, combination it, going it on. It tasted there. strange. I assumed it was going to be cheese for yeah. whatever reason, but yeah, so then it usually we're, chew- is, yeah. we're, we're chewing it and we're like, "This is kind of meaty." Yeah. So we liked that. It was like a brown paste. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, like my mom when she makes uh, egg rolls. She kind of mixes all the uh, the stuffing, mm. and it's got meat in there, some uh, veggies, a uh, little bit of noodles. Um, but yeah, it doesn't belong in ravioli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was- and it's. So many people have been raving to us about these fried ravioli. Right. So many people told us, oh, you got to get these when you go. Right. And I don't know. Is they it were, us or is it them? They were terrible. They were really bad. Uh, one to ten, honey. <laughs> Three. I would give them a two <laughs> because the yellow hot mustard oh. nearly killed me. Thank gosh I didn't try that yellow hot mustard. And then I just wanted to say uh, our our uh, our uh, total, our dinner tab at the end of the night, it was uh, 50 dollars 50 and change and then we tipped 12 dollars so 62 dollars so 30 dollars a person it was just me and you mm-hmm. never again no complete overpriced expensive poor quality <laughs> i i like to when we go out to eat i like ideally i like our dishes to be under 10 dollars each 10 to 12 <laughs> uh 15 uh, but uh when it's uh 31 dollars each uh four four and it an inferior experience. <laughs> uh, very, very bad food. Uh, just not a fan. Um, so, uh, is there anything? Let me let me just run these uh, these uh, topics by you, honey. And if you have something to say, shout it out. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about the Pledge of Allegiance? Just kidding. Uh, what do do you agree that uh, realtors are really nice on the socials medias? And is it yeah. fake? And is it only for a business? Yes, and yes. Yes. Our he wasn't our realtor. Who was BB? BB. Was he, <laughs> he our, was our loan guy? guy yeah. He's surprisingly political yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. It's all his posts, the majority of his posts are things related to home buying and getting a loan. And then right. the other half is like extreme political opinions. Right. It's, right. it's quite the combination. You know what I heard? He didn't say the pledge in class <laughs> when he was in the third grade. Um you got an email about and you said this is a regular occurrence uh for at for your work, at your work. Uh, you got, you got an email, you often get emails that say, <laughs> warn people or plead with people to not steal food from the break room. Oh my gosh. Once a week. It's weekly. <laughs> we get an email. People have been reporting that their food is missing or taken from the fridge. Mm-hmm. Please do not touch items that are not yours. Weekly. Yeah. So I, my question is, 
why bother sending this email? Obviously, no one's listening. Right. <laughs> We're all adults. Like, people know you're not supposed to steal other, your coworkers' food. Yeah. But they're doing it anyway. It's just... Eh, eh, li- listen, I'm 43. I'll be 44 in September. I've never put my food inside a break room fridge at work because they're disgusting. And I think people will steal it. And if someone stole it, I'd be like, well... That's that's the risks I took. <laughs> that's what you get. Them's the bre- that them's the breaks. That's what I get. I deserve it. I should look in the mirror and and have a talk with myself. But I'm not gonna whine to my manager or my boss. <laughs> Can you send any email? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, if if you put it in there, well, they they have the sign. Like, well, they have the, on our break room, it says, uh, if your name isn't on it, then that means you want to share. Uh, but I'm sure people still steal. No, it doesn't. You shouldn't <laughs> have to put your name on stuff. If it's like a unique enough looking container, mm. you know it's yours. Everyone else knows it's not theirs. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. I want, see, I wonder who are these people stealing all this food? And do they, <laughs> are they like, uh, is it like spy versus spy? They like make sure no one's around. The coast is clear. And then they open really quickly and then they rifle through I mean, some uh, McDonald's from yesterday. It's, if uh, you see something that looks yummy, you just can't resist, I guess. Uh, can't help yourself. How, what about morals, honey? <laughs> uh, what, are we, what are we doing out here in society? Uh, you had me make a turkey sandwich <laughs> for you. And yes. uh, how I make my, I, I like, I, I eat the ham sandwich. And how I eat, how I put my, uh, place my deli slices of ham, I just grab four or five slices from the lunch meat bag, packet, whatever. And I throw it on the toast and then I start eating. You throw it down a flat, open circle. Correct. Piece of meat. Well, I you grab it, it from, the, there. I grab it from the package and I throw it on the toast. But you had me. And I, I gladly make you a, a sandwich uh, now and then. But you had me uh, fold over the turkey into like a taco shell This is what shape. happened. Yes. You made me a turkey sandwich one night. Yes. You made it your way with the meat pieces just flat. The normal way, the, the and easy I, way. <laughs> and I did not mm-hmm. enjoy that. Right. I, I enjoyed the sandwich as a whole. but Right. So... I think it was a week later or something, I asked you to make me one again. Uh-huh. And I said, but this time, can you please fold the pieces of turkey meat? Yes. And I and I also specified like two facing, yes. like like a pound, a hashtag pound sign. Uh-huh. Like two facing this way, two right. facing this way. Right. And you kind of stared at me in silence for a moment. <laughs> well, I, I, well, first I was like, well, I'm, I'm not working at a delicatessen, <laughs> honey. Uh, but the second thought that came into my uh, uh, head was, uh, that's how they do it at Subway. When when uh, yeah. when they grab turkey, they grab one slice and they fold it. They mm-hmm. grab the next slice, they fold it, and uh, and so I was like, well, maybe. And then. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if it was that day or maybe the next day, but I made a sandwich for myself and I folded okay. the ham slices. And I got to say, it's a better dining yeah. experience. I don't know why, but it is. I, I don't. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I guess because when everything's just smashed together, uh, but when, when you uh, fold and it turns into a, a half a quesadilla <laughs> shape or whatever, uh-huh. um, it, it's just... It, well, there's not much texture going on, but it's a different kind of mm-hmm. sensation. Yes. Uh, More layers. Yeah. 
more more classy, more luxurious, <laughs> like you're at a Solomon's Delicatessen and paying uh, $16 for a, a mediocre sandwich. I think uh, you also mocked me for wanting yellow mustard as opposed to the spicy mustard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, the, the yellow mustard is fine, but the spicy mustard, well, you go back to experience. You, you fold over a slice of uh, deli meat and throw some uh, spicy brown uh, Dijon mustard on there. You know, that that's living, honey. That's fancy. But you you wanted regular mustard. I was in the mood, okay. All right, okay. Um, we also talked about uh, fake boobs being a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> How did this come up? Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. The Seinfeld episode for people who watch Seinfeld. Uh, it's an infamous episode of uh, they're they're real and they're spectacular for people who don't know Seinfeld. Uh, it's about uh, implants, breast implants. Yeah. And so we had a little chat, and yeah. I, I said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because in the episode, Jerry likes this girl, mm-hmm. and then Elaine tells him that the girl's boobs are fake. Right, and he hadn't he had... done anything with her. It was still early in the dating, although Seinfeld, back in the day, it didn't take him long <laughs> to get to second base, honey. So he was very upset at finding out her boobs were fake, right. and then he, he was suddenly not interested in her anymore. So I asked you, would that be a deal breaker to you? Yes, and yeah, so you said yes. I said absolutely. And I was shocked by this. Yeah. By you and by Jerry. Yeah. I don't understand. Why? Because it's... Well, well, I like real, honey. You know this. <laughs> I know you do, yes. You, you put in bobby... You When we go to the gym and you put your hair up in bobby pins and that's it, you're the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> you're the cutest thing ever. I, lo- I love it. I love your natural look. When you- When we go out and you put on makeup and we come home, I'm like... Take off your yeah, makeup you, before we go to bed. <laughs> you like me, no makeup, messy bun. Yeah, messy bun, getting things done. <laughs> I guess I can under I can understand having a preference to natural or fake boobs, but mm-hmm. I it's just surprising to me that it would be a complete deal breaker for somebody. Yeah, well, yours are real, right, honey? Are they real? <laughs> We've I'm been together fi- for more than three years. I'm gonna find out, and I'm finally telling you. I'm gonna find out. Tomorrow, because it's our two-year anniversary. Um, yes, they're real. Well, my, my thing they're is... they're fabulous. My thing is that uh, it's indicative of a certain kind of personality, like the fake boobs, uh, fake personality, <laughs> vapid... Uh, mm, is it it's uh, too superficial? Uh, shallow. Yes, it's superficial. Mm. And I, I'm like... Well, I go back to... Like, I'm a natural dude. And and I want my lady to be natural. And you're naturally pretty. And I, I think women, when they put on makeup and they do that, it's mostly for you. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and maybe for other women uh, mm-hmm. who can appreciate it. But for me and for guys like me. We we just we just want you natural and we want you out the door quicker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, well, like uh, like I well, you talk about okay. So you got boobs, and then and if I if I married a woman with fake boobs, and then uh, in ten years she she's she's that's her inclination is to go to surgery. And so she would get Botox in five years or whatever, and then she would get lipo in ten years. And it, I, I don't, I don't want that. Some of these uh, Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever, they're like completely different people. We yeah. watch uh, The Only Way is oh, Essex, which is, Essex, which is the greatest television show of all time. <laughs> it's on Hulu, folks. If you never heard of it, um, but uh, so we, we, well, we, we, we started watching it. 
Uh, it started in 2012, and it's obviously 2020 when, when we started watching it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we're watching episodes from 2012, and we hop on the stars or characters, actors, whatever. Uh, we hop on their current Instagram. They look completely different. Completely unrecognizable. Like, it, was, it was shocking. Like not, and not pretty, not right. attractive. Like we'll take uh, Lauren Goodyear, who I, I was okay in 2012 yeah. or whenever the show started. Okay looking gal. I wouldn't say she's beautiful. She's not ugly. But uh, her current status, and she's on OnlyFans, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, her current look is just completely a 180 and just fake and plastic yeah. and nasty and not attractive at all not beautiful <clears throat> and what so so it starts with boob. boobs uh, are the gateway honey the gateway yeah, drug i think people can get some work done that's like subtle mm-hmm. and not and it's kind of natural looking but i think you're right that when somebody gets one or two procedures done they're more way more likely to continue to get work done as, yeah. throughout the years yeah and so it could it could get out of hand if you're not careful, I guess. Yeah. And once every few weeks, you ask me, can I get... What Botox. Do you, what do you want to get? Like now or No, no, soon, no. Not or? now. Like maybe in the future, I want Botox. And I say, no. Yeah. <laughs> do not do it. Um, another uh, first for uh, me, honey. Uh, I put my first Band-Aid on Lennox. Aww. Lennox's ankle. Now... Which is okay. That, that was that was a sort of a hallmark moment in uh, my uh, my journey into uh, two year, my two year journey into dadhood. Uh, but the the bigger story is that he didn't know how he got this injury on his ankle, and I was like, well, and because he plays uh, Minecraft, he, yeah, he gets into it. Well, yeah, he thrusts around and he yells and he bangs on things. He's constantly jumping around. He says yeah. he's doing parkour yeah. in the house constantly. Yeah, doing flips, doing cartwheels. Yeah, and so when I walked into the kitchen, yeah, and you had him sitting up on the counter, yeah, and you were putting the bandaid on. Oh, yeah, I just about melted. It was so adorable. The, why didn't you take a picture for the gram, honey? <laughs> we got to put uh, our, our public life out there. Um, well, so I, I grabbed, what, what did I buy you? Neosporin. I grabbed mm. a little Neosporin and I put it on his little boo-boo. It was the behind his ankle. Like on the back the of back his? The back of his leg? Yeah. Okay. Like in, in the ankle territory. Uh, hmm? Achilles yes. tendon? Uh, his Achilles heel. Uh, and I put a, a blanket or blanket pillow <laughs> band-aid on there. And I was like, "Hey, just just watch out. Like, <laughs> try not to try not to hurt your leg again." Because he he kept claiming, "I don't know how I got it. I don't know yeah. how I got it." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I realize that, but maybe uh, be more <laughs> present and in the moment, and don't uh, thrust around so wildly over uh, uh, the latest Fortnite skin with Travis Scott or whatever, and just uh, be more aware and try not to hurt yourself." Uh, darling son Lennox Albert. Uh, another thing is that uh, I I don't know what was going on, but I came home and you had a plate oh, on the dear. ottoman. Oh dear! So I, I I came home. You didn't expect me home, and there was a plate, and it was you had already eaten, so it was empty. But there was a plate of food, so you were eating on our couch. Yeah. Which is strictly foreboding, honey. Yeah. And <laughs> what what do you have to say about that? Why would you do that? As 
as soon as I heard you come home and I heard that you were out there, I immediately thought of that plate. I was like, God, he's going to give me a hard time for leaving that plate there. I know it had like salsa remnants on it and like the bits oh. of food that I had eaten. I totally meant to put it away before you got home so, so I could keep a secret from you. What else are you hiding me? <laughs> hiding from me, honey? What's next? Botox uh, injections when I'm not looking? Well, we, 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 we eat on the couch. Yes, but you're very particular about what we're eating on the couch. Right. Like, I'm not allowed to eat soup or, like, liquid. Right. Or anything that could, like, tumble and make right. a giant mess. And, like, if I have some potato chips or a protein bar or something, yeah. like a snack. We eat, like, popcorn and that Yeah, and it stuff. falls down. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> and Well, honey, when I met you, <laughs> and this is at our old uh, residence in uh, Rosemont, California, you used we would get Chinese and you got the wonton soup I think yeah something like that and it, so it was a large container of hot soup <laughs> hot liquid soup and you would eat it on the bed I climbed into my bed got cozy under the covers and then I got I ate my soup there I was I was just aghast I used I was thinking about this I used to eat I used to always eat in my bed at back my old place before mm-hmm. you. That was like my dinner table. Not for the kids, but for me. I like ate all my meals in bed wow. and watched TV. Well, to be fair, that, that place was small. And uh, your room was your uh, refuge. Your uh, yeah, whatever I, Superman's. I um, didn't like eating in the dining room. Yeah. It was cold. It was yeah. barren. Yeah. I wanted to get in my cozy covers and eat my hot soup. Yeah. It, it blew me away and I put, <laughs> I put an end to it. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if, you, if, you, if I spill a Quest bar, uh, I, I could just... Flick it off to the carpet, and our our, our robot vacuum will pick it up. Um, but if you spill, so you did you ever spill anything liquid or hot or not that I remember, like a piece of ham I'm or very some talented. gravy. All right, I'm very uh, deft with my eating. It still makes me nervous, and uh, so I I ask you to stop eating hot <laughs> plates of soup. So I agreed because I don't want you worrying. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, another thing I noticed, see, this is what you get for uh, me being home for I know. <laughs> 10 days in a row. Uh, re- we have recycle. So we're, we're most like most American families. We have the recycling and we have the trash and, uh, we had a, a bottle of milk. Oh yeah. Ga- it was a half gallon of milk. Yes. And before putting it in the recycling, you rinse it out with water. I ri- yeah. It's I- empty and you put you put some water in there you shake it around yes. you put the cap on you shake it yes and then you dump out the water and then you, you recap it and then yes. you put the milk bottle back you put it in the recycling yeah. why do you do that because otherwise the little bit of milk in there is going to get all sour and disgusting the cap is on and it's yeah, in a it's, it's in a thick uh garbage uh bag i don't know what happens after the recycling is taken away from our curb but okay. I just, I try to make it like... I, so you're worried I about I, the workers? Yeah. Oh. I should do this more often. Like sometimes I don't always... That's why a lot of times certain pieces of refuse that you claim are recyclable. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it's, maybe it's technically recyclable, but it's like, it's disgusting or it's like, you can't like get it clean. And yeah, I, yeah I am thinking about the whoever has to deal with it on the other end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you think there's going to be some... Milk in there, a little bit of milk refuse, and it's yeah. going to be sour. And then, what will happen at the recycling plant? Some it's poor person, stinky, some and poor employee is going to have to deal with that nastiness. Okay. 
All right. I know I'm not alone. Drop a comment down <laughs> below if you are like me. Oh, dear. And uh, oop. Uh, one thing we talked about is, uh, I forget how it came up, but we're talking with Lennox, and we've said before, he he's an introvert. He likes to stay at home, mm-hmm. and I forget exactly how the conversation went, but it was like, uh, I, I'm okay with not having friends. He said something like that, and I said, uh, uh, <laughs> mockingly, in, in a joking, uh, uh, funny, fun manner, I said, well, welcome to marriage. Uh, not having any friends. And uh, we talked about this later, honey. Um, and making friends in adulthood is... It's hard. And at this point, it's not worth it to me. Like, I have friends. But but because of... Ge- geographically speaking, they're very far. Yes. And, uh, it, and at this <clears throat> point in my life, I have you. I have our darling children. I have uh, Pao Lee <laughs> at my job and Joe Kuntz. And I, I don't really have, I don't see a time for friends. And I don't really see, I don't have a desire for friends. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. Um, I, it, it's really hard to make friends as an adult because you're not doing, you're not like doing activities together. Mutual right. interests that you are, are seeing these people on a regular basis, like you're not going to soccer practice every week. Right. Uh, you're not going, well, we don't go to church. We're not going to church like all the time and church activities and seeing people. Yeah. So if you're not going to, if you're not going to be like having a lot of bonding time mm-hmm. and like creating a good bond like that, then it's not appealing to me to really like have a bunch of surface level acquaintances. Right. So I'd rather just not really put a ton of effort into finding new friends because. I realize it's it's I don't know how I would get it to be on like a more of a deeper level. Right. My my thing is that like we people I will never have friends like the friends I had growing up. Right. In uh middle school, high school and college and <clears throat> like ha- like hanging out every single day at school, after school, hanging out. Liz Van Hooser lived down the street. I knew her mom. I knew her dad. I knew yeah. everyone's last name. Alex Lord lived down the street. We would go to Ryan Thomas's house. We'd go to Janelle Pentecost's house. I knew his parents. And there was, you will never get that kind of uh, commitment and just just bond um, with someone you meet in a, uh, a, a, a poker night or whatever or, or a gaming club. Um, yeah. And, and so it and I've I've had like friends here and there um, in adulthood, and it was it was like ten percent of what like Chuck Johnson means to me, mm-hmm. and Arnold Gonzalez, and Mike Rasmussen, and I barely talk to any of them now, but I, I love them to death, and I think about them quite often, and they just mean so much to me, and so to to make a friend via uh, we we talked about like going on uh, uh, groups like single dad thirties. What what was my group? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a single dad, married dad, whatever I am. Yeah, uh, like married dad with young kids. They have meetup uh, uh, like meetup.com right. is mm-hmm. popular, and so uh, uh, married dad uh, in their forties in West Sacramento probably has a group or six groups. Uh, when you were uh, before me in post divorce, single mom group. Yeah, thirties uh, probably, uh, and I I've had friends. Um, 
but it, it was just there was there was not the commitment there and it was just like well what what are we doing here and uh and uh I, well now uh <laughs> my my quote-unquote one friend ed werenberg uh thinks i'm a covid idiot or an anti-vaxxer or i i an anti-masker and so that has gone by the wayside um and then my other friend uh quote-unquote adulthood friend uh steven Olson, well he moved to Georgia and he got married and he had a baby. Um, and I, good guy, just a great guy, but there just wasn't the, the chains or, or the, the, the thing that tied you together, like growing up that I will have, I have, I had, um, back in the day. And so I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see that ever becoming a thing and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, I am too. It's something I think you have when you're younger and then everyone just is so busy. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to work. Right. Everyone has their families and their responsibilities yeah. and uh, children. And so also when you're younger, it's just you Yeah. and you don't have as many responsibilities and things right. going on or the things you do have going on, you're doing with other pe- your, your peers. Yeah. You're like in group settings. Yeah. Like I said, school and um, sports activities sports, and that sort yeah. of thing. And just hanging, just driving. Like uh, w- once in a while, I'll see like a group of three, four uh, kids, teenagers, whatever, high schoolers driving, and I'm like, "Wow, I remember that." Uh, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you weren't doing anything particular over at uh, Arnold Gonzalez's house, but you drove driving uh, around with your friends, especially like at night, yeah. listening to music. That was the best. Yeah, so good. and and back in the day, like calling or, or paging, and so you're trying to put things together and. Uh, like uh, calling, uh, I, I remember like calling, I, I would actually do this on purpose and this is kind of pathetic, but I would page, uh, Chuck Johnson and Brandon Mabini at the same time. And then like Chuck would call me back. And so we'd be like kind of planning our night or what's up? What's, what are we doing? And then, uh, cause I page them both at the same time. So I knew Brandon, Brandon Mabini would call me. So I'd click over and be like, Oh, hold on. So, so to, to, so like I would. It would appear that, that I had something going on. Like I'm very desirable uh, to uh, the Filipino teenage uh, male crowd. Uh, uh, well, you know, we, we do what we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's just something that uh, I, I'm I'm completely fine with it. And I, you're my friend, and you take up all my time. And I I couldn't see. And I work, and I go to work. You're working from home, but uh, work with driving takes nine hours of my day yeah and then i sleep so our weekends are precious and we we go crazy and we have a blast i couldn't spend i couldn't see spending three four five hours away from a weekend from you to hang out with my some sort of sort of friends yeah i agree i don't know if i don't know if other adults feel this way but just my job my parenting time with the kids time with you i'm like i'm so fulfilled yeah. And I'm just happy and content with this. I have um, I have a couple of really close friends that I talk to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID, I haven't seen them in over... No, I did I did see Hillary once recently. Mm-hmm. But we used to meet up like for coffee and this and that. We, we've barely seen each other in the last year because of COVID. But we talk on the phone like twice a week. Right. And I'm, so I get that interaction. I get that fulfillment of like talking to a girl, mm-hmm. a friend. But like, I'm 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 fine. I'm but fulfilled. They they are your former coworkers. I've yeah. Well, I've known them for like fifteen years. Right. 
But see, like... So I was in my early 20s when I became friends with them. Yeah. Pre-children. Yeah. So maybe that has... Yeah, and I, I used to work with both of them. Yeah. I See, I've always had... I don't know if it's a guy thing or a me thing, but I've always just... I haven't been able to turn the corner with coworkers into quote-unquote friends. I, I literally have one. His name is Chris Lum, and I love him to pieces. Again, I haven't seen him in 20 years or whatever, 15 years. Uh, he lives in San Mateo. Uh, which is quite far from uh, Sacramento, um, but uh, I, I well, since then you haven't like turned the corner with any coworkers no, to friends, right? That's true. I, I have. It's, I think I, it's very difficult. Yeah, because you, you're just like, when do we? Well, when do we uh, go off the clock and start drinking <laughs> and start uh, vaping? I don't, I don't know. When do we get nuts and yeah. and you you kind of. And then uh, coming back together for work, you get you kind of got to keep it together. Uh, but yeah, I, and and uh, well, you we talk about meetup clubs, and so I met Ed Werenberg through a basketball uh, meetup. Uh, I found that um, those friendships, relationships, they tend to be centered like this was around playing basketball, and it tends to be centered around basketball, like that you talk about basketball. Oh, a lot. really? <laughs> and and I'm not into professional sports because I'm an adult. And so they'd be talking about LeBron and Kevin Durant. Insert uh, (laughs) NBA star here. Uh, And I'd be like, yeah, I don't really care about professional sports because I'm a grown up. Uh, But and I don't want to get specific, honey, but you kind of did a a meetup kind of that was based on. It's an ex-Mormon group okay and uh it's a facebook group mm-hmm. so and they have they have meetups get-togethers um like game night yeah coffee that kind of thing and you went three times i want to say i went to a few things three no more than that i, okay. I think i went to about five okay activities and and it didn't last you haven't been there in a couple of years we stopped because of covid okay but they've started things back up again mm-hmm. and i just ha- i don't really have an interest in yeah going did, it was fine. Yeah. Um, you know what? This is specific because it's the ex-Mormon thing. Uh, at first, it was like fun, mm-hmm. and it was nice to have fellow people to talk to. We talked about you know the religion and our experience. And right. What's your story? How did you leave? Right. But um, I, I think just going a few times and having those conversations like was enough for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't spent enough time with these people to know if, like, I would connect with them on any other level. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't really have any interest to go back and do get-togethers. Did, did you find, like, what, what, like, what, like I said, what I found was, it was a group of, about basketball, and so all they did was talk about basketball and play basketball, which is fun, uh, something I used to enjoy. Uh, but did you find that all the conversation was just about being an Exmo? And- yes. Yeah, everything and was about that would get tiring to me, <laughs> just very one-sided and just boring. Like, yeah, it's all connected to that. Um, uh, a lot of conversation about like, what have you done since you left the church that was against the rules when you were in the church? Mm. And so we would like share experiences like yeah. drugs and yeah. dating and what things like that. <laughs> Breast <So>. implants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good uh, uh, Liam Remini special, <laughs> but not a lifelong. Uh, a thing mm. to well again go back to the bond of uh you know you know where they live you know their last name you see them every day at school 
you you uh, know their parents, they know your parents, and the the community, and just uh, it, it will never be recreated. And I find well, all re- all friendships since then with guys and girls. Well, yeah, I'm a guy. Uh, we don't have a uh, women friendships. I'm a man, except for the girls that I knew in middle school <laughs> and high school. Uh, but I just found uh, current day f- uh, friendships just just empty and just un unappealing and undesirable. Yeah, I, maybe I'm getting older. I'm getting tireder. Mm-hmm. But it feels like effort and like yeah. like I have to put energy into this. And I'd rather just come home and be with my family yeah. and chill on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. And like, so if I were to hang out with some guys, what if some of them are single? What if, what if some of them are uh, like uh, married three times or like, well, I remember going out when I was a young man uh, with uh, like my boys and we were all single. And that was that was our uh, agenda <laughs> to meet girls and dance with girls and act stupid and get crazy and just be silly um, but now, like, I got a family, so what's the point of going out? I mean, to talk about sports, is that what this is all? <laughs> so it's either sports or ladies, and you aren't interested in either at this point in your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was never interested in uh, in sports. Uh, or, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, and, and you, well, because we, we, we went to San Diego, uh, which is where I grew up, for Thanksgiving. And there my quote-unquote friends are. Jennifer Kwok, who came to our wedding, uh, and Arnold Gonzalez and Mary Grace Kennedy, who I used to be really close. I'm somewhat close with how, you know how it is as an adult these days, but like, I didn't see any of them. I made zero effort and I feel bad, but I, I I don't know. That's, that's just what life is now. Yeah. And I, I have fun place in my heart for all of them and what we have will never be tarnished and will never be forgotten. And I want nothing but the best for them. But just making time for them, even uh, when I when I, when I go down there, or when we go down there, just doesn't happen. Yeah. And and it's been so much time apart that you kind of lose the connectedness. You you lose the 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 banter, right? The the, the brotherhood or whatever, the camaraderie that you once had. So it'll never be the same. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is that. It'll never be the same. Uh, and so, uh, and then we die. Uh, <laughs> I would like to read to you the Fireside Chats Wikipedia, honey. I think this is good. Fireside Chats were a series of evening radio addresses given by Franklin D. Roosevelt, the 32nd President of the United States, between 1933 and 1944. Roosevelt spoke with familiarity to millions of Americans about recovery from the Great Depression, the 1936 recession, New Deal initiatives, and of course, World War II. I think that's cool. Like, you go on, and I realize this isn't breaking new ground here. Uh, Joe Biden can put out a video on uh, Twitter or the White House website and say what he wants. But I think giving updates in the middle of World War II, like, uh, we we just got a little more to go and we'll beat those uh, Axis allies, (laughs) those Germans. Um, and they actually have, uh, I was Googling around. They actually have, uh, the, the fireside chats themselves oh, wow. yeah, on the internet, uh, on radio, he was able to quell rumors, fake news, <laughs> counter conservative dominated newspapers. Once again, 
the media, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. politicians, um, always been in battle and explain his policies directly to the American people. His tone and demeanor communicated self-assurance during times of despair and uncertainty. Roosevelt was regarded as an effective communicator on radio, and the fireside chats kept him in high public regard throughout his presidency. Their introduction was later described as a revolutionary experiment with a nascent media platform. Wow. I think that's, that's interesting. That is so cool. It, you know what? He had a podcast. <laughs> he was the first, first podcaster. And I really like the name Fireside yeah, Chat. That just sounds like cozy and intimate. Cozy, and comforting. Intimate. Yeah. Uh, I, he, you know, I bet he had a Casper mattress promo code. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, I think that's super cool. And I know um, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, former president, um, he did, and they might still do it, but they, they put out like a radio address, but it's so, it's, it's like a minute long, and it's uh, cheerleading. Mm. There's nothing to it. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's vapid, is what it is, um, and it's very uh, scripted and rehearsed. Yeah, yeah. But I think like putting a microphone. Maybe, I wonder if he was really by the fireside chat. Maybe for the first one. Then he was like, <laughs> okay, we're going to ditch this stuff. Uh, I, I, I think that's that's super cool. And just yeah. being chatty and folksy and down home. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. And don't, don't turn it into a podcast. Put it, it it's, on, it's live on the radio. And if you miss it, you miss it. Mm. Not everything has to live forever on the stupid internet. Okay? Am I right, Franklin Delanor? Anyways. Alrighty. That's the end of the program. It's been fun, but not really. Let's all try a little harder next time. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, or don't. Do whatever you want. You're a grown-up. Make your own decisions. Do what's best for your family. Please be sure to use our promo code for Mint Mobile. We don't have a promo code for Mint Mobile. And at this point, are we all all tired of Ryan Reynolds' act? Goodbye. I love you. We love you. We hope you have a good day today and tomorrow. And sure, I I may have called out other loser dads who are still living in the heyday or wearing tap-out shirts, flip-flops, and cargo shorts, but I'm still a good person, and we're still good people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day slash night. Bye-bye.